It's the Golden Blue Nation podcast. It's the week of Big 12 football media days. It's about 50 days until the opening kick at whatever Heinz Field is going to be called. Is it justice for the ketchup bottles? Yeah, yeah wow. Man, that's going to be tough yeah, that's when gonna, the backyard ball gets here. Anyway, Nick Farrell with Angelica Trinone on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwblawfirm.com. And before we get way too far ahead of ourselves and talk about the backyard brawl, Let's rein it back in, shall we? Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas, Wednesday, July 13th, Thursday, July 14th. The the day of consequence for Mountaineer fans is the first day WVU players and coaches will be made available to the media Wednesday, July 13th throughout the day at Jerry World AT&T Stadium. Uh, Angelica, you're, you're leaving later today. Podcast going out Tuesday morning. You and Ryan Decker are hitting the road later in the day. You excited to be back in Arlington? It was like you were just there. I was just going to say, I felt as if I was just Should've in just the vicinity. rented an apartment there Should've or something. Should have just kept the hotel tab going. First, though, before I talk about my excitement, I'm wondering about you. This is going to be the first Ooh, time your birthday yeah. week that you're not going to have to be in Arlington. <laughs> that's true. You know, with media days being the 13th and 14th and my birthday falling on the 16th, And a 16th, lot of times they're okay. 15, 16th, yeah. one year, you know. That, that has pretty much been what it's mm-hmm. been the last several years, the 15th and 16th. So, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be nice to not have to spend my birthday in Arlington, Texas, but I do enjoy going to Big 12 media days. And uh, I do enjoy beating you at Big Connect Four in Texas Live. And Battleship, that's a lot you of know, fun, too. Yeah, Ryan did smoke me at Connect Four at Global. Life. He was nice enough to leave that out of the baseball video that we did outside. Because <laughs> for as self-explanatory as they are, I'm not sure why I always forget the rules of Connect, Connect Four. Four. You got to get but four in a row, right? This it's real year, hard. I'm wondering what the spread is going to be because remember, last year we went hard on the behind-the-scenes video with the desserts. Yeah. They had the Tex-Mex. That's one of the best things about Big Twelve Media Days is they pull out all of the stops with the food. Yeah, absolutely. It is good food. It's a good time. And there's always something interesting or yeah. not just something, lots of interesting things that come out of Big 12 Media Days. So as this is your Big 12 Media Days primer, we're going to try to dig into some of those potential topics to get you ready and give you what you might be able to expect once the action begins in Arlington, Texas. So, as usual, players and coaches from all 10 teams will be made available during the two-day event. WBU players and coaches going Wednesday. Neil Brown is at the podium Wednesday at 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 11.35 a.m. Central Time. Breakout sessions with players set to begin at 3 Eastern, 2 Central on Wednesday. And the players who are attending are Dante Stills, Charles Woods, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Zach Zach Frazier for the Mountaineers. Second year in the row, second year in the row for uh for Dante. For Dante, he even posted his. You know, we were with Letty and him with Letty and Dante last year. Talked about how snazzy they look because you know, fine looking Phil always gets hooked him up, up, right? And Dante posted a picture of him in his outfit, and he said, "Run it back for year two. So we'll have to see. Uh, We'll we'll have to get them to give us a little fashion show like we did last year. And we'll have to get fine looking Phil maybe to jump onto the podcast uh, sometime soon. For to tell us, like, yeah, all about his creation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, we'll discuss more about WVU in, in just a moment. But, but really, the big topic of that first day of Big 12 Media Days is absolutely the first speaker. And that is new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, who's going to lead off the event uh, with a podium appearance Wednesday at 9.30 Eastern Time. He's scheduled to be joined by Baylor President Linda Livingstone. I imagine, Angelica, that some of that 
press conference is going to revolve around why Brett Yormark was the right guy to lead the Big 12 into this bright new future that it has by bringing in four members while also losing two sometime in the next couple of years. But I also want to know more about his vision. It's really it's really interesting, the timing of this, because Brett Yormark technically does not become the Big 12 commissioner until August. Bob Bowlesby is still the commissioner, but he doesn't appear on the agenda anywhere for Big 12 media days. It's all Brett Yormark. It appears the Brett Yormark era is officially or maybe informally beginning with this press conference Wednesday morning at AT&T Stadium. Maybe what do you think he's going to discuss other than why he's looking forward to this bright new future for the Big 12? Well, I think that if you go back to last year, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe uh, coincidental that it was NIL and conference expansion that were the hot topics. And obviously, I think that's going to be some of it this year. And the interesting part to me is when you're looking at the new commissioner in Brett Yormick is, you talked about the question of obviously why him, but I think also how he can take the conference into this new era of college athletics as a whole. So I think it's going to be interesting to hear about his background first and foremost. And one of those of like, you know, how did this even come about? But I think that he you know how how the reporters are at Big 12 Media Days. Everybody takes their chance to ask the questions, you know, right then and there in front they want to know. I think that a lot of it is going to be, obviously, what do you do with Texas and Oklahoma? What about all of these reports that some teams from the Pac-12 were going to be coming to the Big 12 Conference, then those teams denied it, then more teams went to the Big 10. So I think that conference expansion is obviously going to be a hot topic, but I also think more of how his background is going to help the conference Mm -hmm. evolve and get to, you know, where maybe some of these things in the SEC and Big Ten are, because we talk about NIL and everything that, that you know comes with it, and there was a lot of talk of how do you regulate things last year. And obviously West Virginia you know, has done some of its own stuff as well to help players in that aspect. But I think it's going to be interesting to see what exactly he can bring from his background and translate it into the college athletics world. Um, there's obviously going to be questions surrounding both of those topics but what really interests me is the nil aspect of it and i mean of course what what if you're if you're brett yormick you're coming in you're like oh wow look at this i'm making the transition to college college athletics and then within the same week the pac-12 just starts going a little bonkers so yeah, right and, and just reports everywhere incredible right? and you know that's what we were saying is would he even speak i know he didn't start until August 1st, doesn't start until August 1st. But at that point, how can you have a Big 12 media days and you don't bring in the new commission? So I think it's really going to be interesting to, from those two standpoints, the types of questions that people are asking him about that and what, like, you know, his familiarity with any of these teams, with, you know, college athletics, with it being in that area. So I think think the the new commission is going to have his work cut out for him there. But it'll be interesting to see now, you know, as soon as he steps on the job, there's a lot to navigate. And, you know, I think he's going to be pressed for answers on how he plans to do it sooner rather than later. New Big 12 commissioner, former co-CEO of Rock Nation Unified and president 
for operations and strategy for Rock Nation, Jay-Z's sports enterprise. Uh, also formerly held a post with the Brooklyn Nets as their CEO. So he's got the background in the name, image, and likeness category uh, moving forward. But but there's also going to be questions that you alluded to expansion, right? What about TV rights? What about those types of negotiations, which are clearly the crown jewel of college athletics from a business perspective these days? I mean, maybe the crown jewel for players is name, image, and likeness money. The crown jewel for universities for conferences, which he's taking over a conference, has to be TV rights negotiations. So I imagine we're getting questions about NIL, the future of NIL in the Big 12, the future of expansion in the Big 12. Could the Big 12 grow bigger even still? Uh, And then that third thing, what about that's what I'm most interested in hearing about, because there has been some reports about the Big Big 10 expansion by adding USC and UCLA could have a TV rights agreement that pays out roughly $100 million per school. What does that yeah. mean for the Big 12, which paid out about $40 million, which was a solid year in 21-22, paid out about $40 million, but that Big 10 deal would be more than double what the Big 12 paid out this year. Uh, so I also want to know if he's going to be asked if the Big 12 sh- uh, is going to change its name if it expands beyond 12 teams, because <laughs> i got to be honest with you, like the, calling the Big 10, <laughs> the Big 10 with 16 teams is kind of ridiculous. But no, I, I, I joke about that. So super interested to hear yeah. what, what we're going to get from the new commissioner. Uh, and and oh, oh here, here one, one more, one more. So those are my three predictions, NIL, conference expansion, and a question about TV rights negotiations. The fourth one that you know you're getting, uh, excuse me, Commissioner, how will you penalize Horns Down uh, as as the new commissioner of the Big 12, and will it remain a penalty after Texas leaves for the SEC? Thank you. Yes, that's 100% (laughs) happening, and I honestly hope that uh, a good icebreaker I oh, hope, I hope you know first. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let, let I'm like, first. I hope yeah. that, that he has something yeah. <laughs> funny to say. I mean, poor Greg Burks. He stands up there year in and year out. And But, you know, this year, will we see any West Virginia film being used as oh, why rules yeah. are created? So Shout out Carl day, Joseph. Right? Greg, Greg Shout Burks. out Gary Jennings. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That was Greg Burks, the director of officiating for yes. the Big 12 Conference, will speak will open the second day yes. and there are always new rules to discuss and yeah WBU and, and some has, of them are just out of pocket yeah. and then some of them is like he does get a horns down question annually i mean yeah, yeah. and he does he tries his best and he's like i well, don't want to talk about it. this yeah. anymore and what do they do just berate him with a yeah. uh, barrage of questions so so that that's the deal i also i also i wonder if again if any there will be any conversations because there have been so many reports about, well, the Big 12 might poach X from the Pac-12. Recently saw a report that SMU might have been in conversations with the Big 12 conference to join. Uh, So you know that conference expansion is going to be brought up because Bob Bowlesby's famous last words at Big 12 Media Days last year was that he was not, quote, losing any sleep over the concept of a possible new wave of conference realignment. No more than a week later did Texas and Oklahoma pull their epic fast one and say, hey, we're heading to the SEC. So it's absolutely going to come up well, hey, Wednesday Bob, morning. Bob's going to get his sleep and he's going to say, hey, Brett, I'm going to take that time not to lose <laughs> sleep. That's on you. You got to stay awake. You got to navigate. <laughs> but I mean, how could that not be? But, but that's more right. of what I'm saying is while we know it is going to be the topic, I'm interested to hear his answers should the it. Big 12 is, go bigger? Can right. the Big 12 go bigger? Is he going is it cool to allude to anything? Is it going to be the generic? We're not sure right. at this time. Is he going to even say if he is seriously considering it? Is he going to say that? I mean, 
who knows? There's always something wild that happens, too. So who he could just drop a bomb the first day that we're there and be like, oh, hey, guess what? We've got these two new teams just waiting backstage, and we're just going to bring them all out. And, and you know, let's hope that uh, Coach Leipold makes it there this year. Oh, my gosh. How about that? That, oh, that, that was that's one a good of them. One too. Yeah. She's referring to Lance Leipold, who was then the brand-new head coach of Kansas uh, first season First Big 12 media days. They had trouble with a flight. So, yeah, all of their their radio crew, their camera crew, they all made it there. But there was something that was happening around that airport that they were not able to take off. Yeah, like fog or hail or something. Yeah, there was something happening around there that they were not able to take off. And, you know, in the age of Zoom... That's they what it was last up, year. Right? They, oh they put them gosh. up at Zoom. The mics weren't working. Everyone's like, what's this? It was like a hostage situation. He, I, the I, way he stood up there, yeah. yeah I he mean, looked like he was being held prisoner, forced to answer yeah. these questions from a bunch of reporters who were probably head first into and so their that's, text I mean, What lunch, was he looking right? at? He probably couldn't see anyone. I'm assuming he could only see the person <laughs> running the camera. And the deal was, too, that the reporters had to ask the question, and then somebody from Kansas had to, to feed repeat because it. he couldn't yep. hear anything either. So someone would ask a question, and and then who, maybe it was their sports info director or something like that would be like, uh, they want to know if you think that your running backs are going to be any good this year. And he would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah our running and backs to, are going to be just great. just like paraphrase. <laughs> but, you know, three new coaches this year, too. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure they will be a hot commodity to chat with as well. I mean, especially the Oklahoma coach. One last thing. One last thing. Do you think, speaking of Oklahoma, that we're going to get an update on the status of Texas and Oklahoma? Teams currently scheduled to remain in the Big 12 till 2025. So that would be this upcoming season, 2022, and then two seasons at 14 teams once Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston are all added. Do you think we get an update on that? You don't have to tell me what your prediction is. Yes or no, do we get a legitimate update? I think I think we have to. Okay. Because, again, that is going the, – how these events work is a lot of the times they know the thing, so they try to get them all out in the opening state opening statement, hoping nobody's going to – Ask a follow-up? Keep asking yeah, about right. it. Never works. Never. I think that is one of those must answer questions. And again, I, I think this is what I think it's going to be challenging for the new commissioner. New commissioner is he's not only going to need to have these answers, but he's going to need to have the answers and have a plan of how he plans to move forward with whatever it is he's using as an answer. Or I think it could we could be in for a very long first day and but you know what a what a good opportunity to be there i mean think of all of you know some of the reporters that go there i mean you got you know pete thamel you've got some of those people i think that is the best space that if you want it to be straight from the big 12's mouth you Mm. have to say it at big 12 media days where you know it's going to get out there and then you can either you know he is gonna he's just gonna be up there you know, just living on a prayer, I think. But we'll see. I think they have to. I, I think yep. he I think there has to be something answered. OK, so Brett Yormark, new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, will speak Wednesday morning at Big 12 Media Days. We will, of course, have his full remarks and some thoughts on those remarks Wednesday at some point at GoldenBlueNation.com. So make sure you stay close to our website and the free Golden Blue Nation app for that update and to see that video. We'll also bring you more podcasts after Big 12 Media Days to recap day one and day two. We'll, of course, have West Virginia thoughts as Neil Brown and his players are scheduled to go to the podium on Wednesday afternoon. Our thoughts on the local angle after this quick message from our sponsors. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? 
Prit and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Prit and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Prit and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Prit and Spano. West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Nick Farrell, Angelica Trenone here. Golden Blue Nation podcast, your Big 12 football media days primer. It all gets underway Wednesday morning in Arlington, Texas, and Angelica is heading there. So, AT, West Virginia angle here. Neil Brown and his four players getting ready to go to Big 12 media days. To me, the theme for last year was something that has always stuck with me about the 2021 West Virginia season. Neil Brown said after West Virginia was picked to finish sixth in the league, we're either going to prove them right or we're going to prove them wrong. And he wanted his guys to prove them wrong, obviously. Well, it turned out to be dead on. And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on how much you should value a preseason media poll, preseason coaches poll. Is it a load of garbage? Is it a good metric? Is it somewhere in between? Is it just something fun to talk about on a podcast when two (laughs) people are just sitting in a TV studio chatting about football? It turned out last year that it was peering into the crystal ball about West Virginia. The Mountaineers went 6-7 and seven overall, 4-5 and five in conference. Neil Brown's team didn't necessarily prove them wrong. This year, heading into Big 12 Media Days, Mountaineers are picked to finish 8th. And that's what they were picked to finish in Neil's first year at WVU when the Mountaineers also finished below 500. So, Angelica, what do you think the themes of Neil's th- comments at the podium Wednesday afternoon at 12.35 Eastern Time are going to sound like? What I think one of the main topics is going to be, and for us, it may not, you know, this is something I've been thinking about, and it almost kind of escaped my mind because it feels like it happened so long ago with the addition of Graham Harrell. If I know um, the types of questions and the types of coverage that come from these events, to me, and and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm, a, you know, I'm not picking one way or another. I'm saying here's what I think he's going to be um, pressed in terms of talking about, is I think people are going to ask the question of, you bring in this offensive coordinator now, why Graham? Why do you feel comfortable now handing the reins to him? Why did you not in the past? I think a lot of questions are going to center around West Virginia's offense and why Coach Brown brought somebody in like Graham. And and I think that that's the way that it's going to go is the past couple of years, how things went offensively. Did you feel like that had to do with you because you were mm-hmm. doing head coach and offensive coordinator? And a lot of these things Coach Brown talked about he already. already answered, right. Right, but you know, for people not in this area, they haven't really heard the answers to those questions. And, you know, everybody loves to ask the chip on your shoulder type question when there are other media outlets asking schools that they don't have an opportunity to talk to about this. And you have to like this year, it's things kind of within the big 12 is there is just like, there, there are so many, um, you know, the meme, the guys on the board and he's like drawing all the lines and he's like, all of this is connected. Like when you think of how things are in the big 12 and one, this is something I never thought, that I would say, but I'm going to say it now in this context is I'm going to miss Lincoln Riley this year because Lincoln Riley always gave us like the quote of big 12 media days, (laughs) whether it was the Austin Kendall thing, he was throwing shade at Texas or whatever it was last year. Lincoln Riley tells it Nebraska thing last year. That's what it was. Yes. And Lincoln Riley always tells it how it is. So I wish 
it would be him this year. So when people were like, hey, what's this? And he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. We're already getting out of the TV contract. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know Lincoln would say it. So I think a lot of questions, oh my gosh, JT Daniels too. He's going right. to be, well, that, a, hot be topic, a hot topic yep. um, of it of discussion there but I think that most of the questions that coach Brown is going to talk about are going to revolve offensively um one that's always geared that way in the big 12 conference as well but I think too um you know last year everybody was wanting to know about the new facility that was one of the questions that the players were asked you know Letty's like shout out to the nap room that was where we got one of those quotes last year so I think offensively and it's it's going to get brought up in the in the way of every year you've been the head coach here, you've been picked to finish in the bottom of the conference, and you haven't succeeded in climbing out of that basement by the time the year ends. Um, I think is going to be a question, and necessarily so. I mean, picked to finish eighth. I personally thought they would be picked. West Virginia would be picked sixth, sixth again, mm. but. You have to think, too, there's been, you know, stories written from CBS reporters of West Virginia has the second, you know, toughest schedule in the Big 12 Conference. So I think that a lot of those questions are going to revolve um, offensively and more about the switch to Graham Harrell. And then, of course, you're always going to, you know, get the questions of what he thinks about the other head coaches and the new ones coming in. But I think most of the questions will be um, – you know, offensively, and poor Dante last year, ev- all everybody wanted to know was, you know, how is he possibly going to survive without Darius? Yeah, well, you know, right? No Darius, and now right. he's back, so I wonder what the questions are going to be from everybody else um, geared to to uh, Dante. But I think a lot of what Coach Brown will be talking about is, and I, I see it going from this aspect, he will obviously say, Pick to finish eighth in the Big 12 Conference, and I understand why. Because, I mean, when you look at this West Virginia team, it when, if we would have been sitting here this time last year talking about it, I can't think of many of the same people of names we would even be bringing up, whether it be the transfer portal, whether it be people who have graduated, moved on from the program. Obviously, JT Daniels coming in, and I think the, the big question along with the offense is what do you do with JT and Nico? I think that he's going to sure. be asked, think you know, more things like that. that and that is the update, really, because it's it goes beyond spring football. Remember right. that when it was spring ball, it was just the three guys, Markiel, Goose Crowder, and uh, blanking, sorry, Garrett. Garrett Green. Thank you. Uh, but then you add Daniels into the mix. You know, Neil now can really comment on Daniels. Now, don't expect him to name a starter at Big 12 Media oh, totally. Days, of course. I mean, that there's going to be, at least uh, in coach speak, there's going to be a competition for that position. But that is that is the thing that I'm most interested in knowing if we're going to get at least a little bit of an update on how how's JT Daniels looking? What do you think about yeah. that process? That that's that's one thing that could be new post spring that that could be interesting. You you mentioned that it, it is when you cover a team through spring ball, you cover a lot of the storylines. Big Twelve Media Days is great from a macro perspective because you get to talk to the other schools in the conference. Specifically, there's always good stuff from the commissioner. There's always something new happening. It's it's. Not so often that you get those micro things that are really specific to WVU's ecosystem. 2019, when Lincoln Riley talked about Austin Kendall, that mm-hmm. was a really unique thing. Um, maybe 
there will be something about Daniels uh, to come from Coach Brown or some of Daniels' teammates uh, out of media days. That would be one thing to, to latch onto. And obviously I know that mostly Coach Brown likes to – well, I shouldn't say Coach Brown. I should say, you know, WVU coaches, WVU in general, likes to bring upperclassmen, likes to bring seniors. And I know some people were probably were chomping at the bit in hopes he would bring JT, right, who don't really understand the situation yep. that's happening here with Garrett being the returner, Nico being the promising freshman, JT coming in, right? So to me – I think when Zach Frazier and Bryce Ford Wheaton have their breakout sessions, I think they are going to be answering more questions about the quarterbacks, ask to compare them, who does this, who do you think? You know yeah, how specifically you know Bryce, what, these, right? Yep. Right. And I'm not saying that people, journalists, people the at this event, I'm not saying that they often like to bait, but a lot of stories that when you're somebody covering this nationally, so you have to cover a bunch of different teams, we obviously are just WVU-centric. But I think a lot of times that's where these journalists, they they, they, they'll just, they straight up ask those questions. They want to find that nugget. They want to find right. that breaking news that comes out of it. So to me, I think that the offense, Graham Harrell, and the quarterback situation is going to be at the forefront. And that's also going to tie in to Coach Brown talking about where West Virginia is picked at the poll. Um, you know, you lose some receivers. You obviously lose Letty Brown. You lose a quarterback that you've had in your system for two years. When you look at it offensively, not only are you getting to know new personnel, but you're also getting to know a new system. You're getting to know a new scheme. And I think Coach Brown is going to say more or less he understands why they were picked to finish eighth because of everything, you know, that has happened, transpired, other teams on the rise who bring back those big-name people. But then I also think that he's going to make the argument of, well, you know, prove them right, prove them wrong, but that he believes they went out and got the necessary, the JT Daniels, the Lee Koba, got those guys from the portal. That take them to the next level. Right. That, that's what I think. And from a transfer portal aspect, too, I think he's also going to use it as, yeah, we did have a lot of players enter the portal. But over the past couple of years, they've also yep. got a lot of talent yep. from the transfer portal as well. So I think that's going to be the angle he's going to take on it. But yeah. I'm envisioning a lot of because, uh, you know, we're I'm just, you know, Coach Brown, and I, I'm just in it. I'm in a, I'm in his head. I know what he's yeah, right. OK, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I know. Um, so I think that's going to be a lot of it. Um, well, there is a formula for that, too, though, because Dave Aranda's Baylor team did exactly that. Had a rough season in year one, had a lot of COVID issues, built up a little bit in the yeah. transfer portal, won the league, and then is now picked to finish first once again this season. And something I also think West Virginia-centric, I think a lot of um, reporters are going to ask about the backyard brawl to players because mm. that oh, is something that Good you don't point. even need to – it, obviously, West Virginia is the Big 12 piece, but just that is something that is so storied in college athletics yep. and whatever that most people who, if they don't know anything about West Virginia, I mean, why would you not throw out a backyard brawl question? So I think that'll be something up um, topic of of discussion, too, and we'll we'll see what. Uh, it, it'll just be fun to gauge what other programs and what, you know, how other people hear about it, feel about it. Um, if it's on anybody else's radar, if anybody even still there is like, oh, man, I can't even wait to watch that. And I have yep. no allegiance to either team. Yep. 
preseason poll looks like this. Baylor picked to finish first for the first time in league history, ending Oklahoma's six-year run as the preseason favorite. Sooners picked to finish second, Oklahoma State third, Texas fourth. Got to go to eighth to find West Virginia, though TCU in seventh, West Virginia in eighth. That was essentially a toss-up in terms of the point grading scale used to determine the preseason poll. Iowa State is the team that's in sixth place. Can you guess who was in last? That's tough. <laughs> I uh, think that I got the jokes, baby. Yep. I got the jokes. Uh, it, by the way, is Kansas. Yeah, it, it is. It is Kansas. Yes. Yep. Uh, Wednesday looks like this on the Big Twelve Media Days docket. It'll lead off with the new commissioner followed uh, alongside Baylor President Linda Livingstone. That's set for nine thirty Eastern time. Dave Aranda, Baylor's head coach, set to lead things off. In terms of coaches at the podium, followed by Lance Leipold of Kansas. Neil Brown at 12.35 Eastern time for West Virginia. Chris Kleiman of Kansas State. Mike Gundy of Oklahoma State will round out the coaching podium appearances on day one. Every coach slated for about a 30-minute window with the press. Thursday, teams featured Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, TCU, Oh, sorry, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Iowa State, TCU, and Texas. Funny how they put Oklahoma and Texas on the same day. That never used to be the case. Yeah. Oklahoma used to anchor one day. Texas used to anchor normally day two. I was wondering if they also did that from a time perspective of, one, if you have, you know, one, whoever goes on that first day, obviously the media is going to be dominant toward that team. It's going to be all the tripods, everything is set up around Texas, and maybe the next day it will be Oklahoma. And I think maybe putting them on the same day, you're going to force people to use their to time. Yeah, to choose. Yes, to right. use their time wisely with um, the questions that they're going to ask. And two, maybe they put them on the last day so then if it does get crazy and it, it goes over, then it doesn't impact the rest of the event. And they can just say, oh, it's the last day. We have to wrap up now. We're packing up uh, – AT&T Stadium, Jerry says, got to go. Yep, yep. Last thought, last thought. Will you get fuzzies on this trip? Will you have it Uber Eats or something like that to your hotel? <sighs> you know, that's tough. I wasn't even thinking about that because well, now you there are. is one. It's not close. It's like 20 minutes, it's, right? 15, yeah. 20? And I don't know when I would have the time, but I will say that to go to Texas Live to Lockhart's Barbecue – I will. That will suffice. I will be okay with that because that mac and cheese and the jalapeno sausage, chef's kiss. Now I'm actually upset thinking about the fuzzies, but it's okay. Sorry. Maybe we'll see. But they always have the Tex-Mex served there. Yes, yeah, so, you so get I could at there. least you know. It's not the same though. It's, I, it's, I know it's good. It's I'm not, not the saying same. it's bad. It's, it's not the it's not same. The same. But. All right, so oh. thanks, Angelica. Safe travels to Arlington, and we'll get an update from you in our Mountaineer Minute Wednesday and Thursday, so make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. Have fun. Looking forward to it. And make sure you share some nachos, tacos, whatever you get with Deck. Don't eat it all. Oh, I never. Uh, well, I was going to say I never share, but then now that you said <laughs> don't eat it all, I was like, gosh, I couldn't say that. Thank goodness it's a buffet. That's yeah, all I'm saying. There'll be, there will be plenty for everyone. Meantime, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates from Deck and Angelica on all their shenanigans and their hardworking reporting from Big 12 Media Days. Make sure you have the Golden Blue Nation app downloaded and that you're app, that you're opted in for push alerts on the device so that as breaking news develops over the course of Media Days, you'll get everything delivered right to you. And hey, we also have a brand new newsletter. Make sure you sign up on our website, goldenbluenation.com. All you have to do, go to our website, give us your email address, and we'll send you a newsletter twice a week with all the latest headlines on your favorite Mountaineers. 
That'll do it for this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. For Angelica Trinone, I'm Nick Farrell saying so long. We're sponsored, as always, by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. We'll be back Wednesday to break down everything from the commissioner's speech to Neil Brown's podium to the player breakout sessions on day one of Big 12 Media Days. Talk to you then.